Well, this is a great feast day, another Marian feast day. I love all the Marian feast days. Our Lady of Guadalupe appeared to uh, St. Juan Diego on the 9th of December, uh, 1531, so almost 500 years ago. Um, and she continued to appear to him from December 9th all the way until today, uh, December 13th. I believe it was a four-day series of apparitions. I think most of us are familiar with the story. Uh, it's, uh, it's Our Lady wants a chapel built at this particular place um, in near Mexico, or in Mex- near Mexico City, and... Um, she says, I want you to go to the Bishop of Mexico. Can you, if you think about it, it's pretty amazing. The, the, it was only 1531. It was really only 30 years or 40 years into the discovery of the New World. And uh, the, the church was, was kind of set up pretty well already. It was missionary territory, but it was, it was pretty well organized. So she says to, to Juan Diego, go to the Bishop of Mexico. Tell him I want this chapel built. He goes and the bishop uh, dismisses him, thinks he's just a you know simple peasant, and that happens. Tw- and he goes back to Blessed Virgin, and she says, "Go again." And he goes again, and he doesn't listen to him again. <laughs> and so, but the, but the bishop says, "Well, if you bring a sign, I'll believe you." And so uh, Juan Diego goes back, and this is the, the time of the year. It's December now. Of course, it's Mexico is not as cold as it is up here, but it's still cold. And can't have roses grow at that time of the year. There's frost, and uh, so, but miraculously, there's these roses growing on the hill. So he brings the roses back, and then as he as he's carrying them in his cloak, and as he opens up the cloak, and the roses fall on the ground. That miraculous image of Our Lady of Guadalupe is on, on the cloak. But I'm just gonna. Uh, that's just a little review overview of the apparition. But I'm gonna read you. Um, just the opening paragraph of the earliest account of this um, apparition. At daybreak, one Saturday morning in 1531, on the very first days of the month of December, an Indian named Juan Diego was going from the village where he lived to Latelocolo in order to take part in divine worship and listen to God's commandments. When he came near the hill called Tepeac, Dawn had already come. Juan Diego heard someone calling him from the very top of the hill. Juanito. Juan Diego. He went up the hill and caught sight of a lady of unearthly grandeur, whose clothing was as radiant as the sun. She said to him in words both gentle and courteous, Juanito, the humblest of my children, know and understand that I am the ever-Virgin Mary, mother of the true God through whom all things live. It is my ardent desire that a church be erected here so that in it I can show and bestow my love, compassion, help, and protection to all who inhabit this land, and to those others who love me, that they might call upon and confide in me. Go to the Bishop of Mexico to make known to him what I greatly desire. Go and put all your efforts into this. What I find, and the account goes on, it's just a wonderful account. 
what I find great about this is this it's so Mary is appearing to him and she's using language that's very beautiful uh, from what I understand this account was written in the original language of uh, I think of like the Aztecs okay so it was really this really kind of primitive Indian language but it, it was um, it's very clear in the, in the original language especially that Mary is using two different things she's using a diminutive form of the work of the of Juan Diego's name so she's she's speaking to him in like this very kind of almost cutesy but in, in uh, uh, enduring sort of language okay but then also at the same time she's being very courteous as well so she's using very formal language as well you know like almost like she's a queen and she's in the, there's a so she's giving a lot of respect to Juan Diego, and she's a woman of respect as well. Uh, but it's so gentle, she's so gentle. And uh, she says, I want the church to be built here so that my love and my compassion would be made known. So you see this picture of this kind of really gentle, courteous, beautiful woman who's got full of love and compassion. And then in our readings today, we have a, a big contrast, okay? We see war, all right? So in our first reading from Revelation, we've got this cosmic war between the woman and, and the dragon. And uh, in our psalm, our psalm response, you are, the, you are the highest honor of our race, is taken from the book of Judith. And if we know what Judith is all about, Judith is a, is a woman who overcame the general of the enemy army by cutting off his head. Okay, um, And then actually, even in our gospel text, this is a little known fact, but in our gospel text, when the angel Gabriel shows up to Mary and says to her, the Lord is with you, that's actually um, kind of a, a blessing that you would give to a soldier before they go into battle Okay, in the Old Testament language. So, for example, in the book of Judges, when the angel shows up to uh, Gideon, he says, the Lord is with you. So this is a... When the Lord is with someone, what they mean is the Lord is there to inspire you, to give you strength, to overcome, to, to confront and overcome the enemy. That's what, that's what it means when, it's, when they say the Lord is with you. Okay? So it's like it's a supernatural energy that's being given to you to fight. So we see this contrast between Mary, all this gentle compassion, but then warfare in the scriptures. What's, what's going on here? Well, it, it's precisely through Mary's compassion and her love that she wages war against the devil and overcomes him. Okay, The devil is full of hatred for mankind, and he never ceases to plot the overthrow of Christians. He's waging war against our parish right now, and if you don't think that, you've you got really got to wake up, Okay, because it's just he's waging war against all Christians everywhere at all times. Okay. So we're in the midst of war, but we have Our Lady to protect us. And it's her love and her compassion that is the most formidable weapon that could ever be brought against the attacks of the devil. Just when things look bad, Our Lady is there to help us. I think, you know, at this time, 1531, it was only a few years after the uh, beginning of the, of the Protestant movement in Europe, and which saw humongous numbers of defections from the Catholic faith. Huge, huge numbers of, of Catholics just falling away, separating themselves, rejecting uh, Rome and the Pope. 
Uh, so only just a few years after that, Mary comes in to the, to, to the world in South America, Mexico, and after her apparition to Juan Diego, there were huge numbers, hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands of natives becoming Catholic. Hundreds of thousands. So the numbers that were lost in Europe were made up, and more so, in the New World. So again, just when the devil thinks he's really got everything kind of wrapped up and, you know, it's all over with for God, Our Lady comes to the rescue. So it is in our life. So it is in our parish community life. We need to depend, we need to always know and understand that we're in a war, but that Mary, uh, the compassionate mother of God, Our Lady of Guadalupe, is there with us.